Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 308 of this Daily Study Podcast. Probably also going into Episode 309 to catch up from uh, what the day we missed on Monday, I believe it was. Um, we're going to look at Amos Chapters 4 to 5 today, so uh, I feel like it would have covered two, two, two episodes. We may go over the 10 minute mark but as we aim to keep it at between 5 to 10 minutes for each daily bite-sized episode, but uh, we'll use today to catch up a little bit and see where we get. Um, we're looking in the section today in um, the Come Follow Me materials titled Seek the Lord and Ye Shall Live. And uh, we'll see here uh, in Amos chapter 4 quite a number of judgments um, that have taken place by the Lord. Um, the Come Follow Me manual suggests, quote, what do these verses suggest about what the Lord hoped would happen after each of these experiences? Think about a recent trial you have experienced. While your trial may not have been sent by God, ponder how it might give you opportunities to, to, to seek him. Close quote. There is no doubt that trials and difficulties in our lives um, have numerous uh, purposes uh, and numerous reasons why they happen. And it is not often a very easy case of pinning down one factor for each of them. They may be permitted by the Lord to develop faith in us. They may be allowed by the Lord to develop a quality that we need to develop, which we would not have done without that trial. Uh, they may be done because of uh, a, a wrongdoing that we have done or something that uh, we have brought upon ourselves because of the poor choices we have made. They may, they may happen um, because we live in a world which is natural in nature uh, and therefore is fallen and is full of natural disaster, illness, and various other things which uh, people have to contend with, whether rich or poor, whether uh, no matter what race or gender they are, you know, there are some things that just afflicts all of mankind. And I'm thinking in particular like natural disasters and illnesses and certain illnesses and things like that. Uh, so, you know, I think that no matter what trials we go through in life, there is always reasons or multiple reasons uh, for them. I mean, you could argue all trials develop or can be used to develop faith and and certain qualities, whether we have caused them or they are a result of a, a natural world that we live in. Um, thinking about things that are caused because of our own choices, uh, if we choose to to use our money to try and gain more money to gamble, and then we have less money because we perhaps do this too much, uh, than we sh more than we should have. Um, that will be a trial to work through caused by our own choices. Just one example out of many uh, that can be used to show um, trials that happen because of our own choices. Um, so it's trials are a very difficult thing. And one of the things, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but not recently, so I'm going to refer to it again. The most asked question I can categorically say that I got on my mission uh, was, if God is there, then why do so many bad things happen to good people? And it was always phrased in that way. Not, do, well, not, not, not why do so many bad things happen? A few people did ask that, but it was generally the most asked question was added with, why do so many bad things happen to good people? And you can just imagine in these people's lives, I mean, the whole country of, or the whole area of the England Leeds mission did not get together before I got there and say, right, we're going to ask them this specific question. That was what was on their minds, this bad things happening to good people. And you can just imagine, you know, these these honest, 
these kind, these, you know, day-to-day people, because people, I think, one thing I learned from my mission, are in generally good uh, in their nature. There are some people which I really didn't have much time of day for, unfortunately, and unfortunately they were often the ones that gave us the most bother. Um, but, you know, 99 times out, out of 100, I would say, people in the world are good people. Um, unfortunately, we have to deal with the uh, the choices and the um, the the direction of some people who are maybe shout louder than we do, <laughs> um, and they are good people, and yet they were having bad things happen to them, and they would see um, you know other people nearby them that perhaps not so good, but were having you know a pretty decent life. Why do bad things happen to good people? If God is there, how is that fair? Um, and Amos chapter four. Whilst uh, it doesn't answer that question completely, I don't think any answer would answer it completely, because as I say, trials happen for many reasons, um, and things like that. Um, Amos chapter 4, I think, starts to help us to understand um, how these judgments, these things that happen, are meant to lead us back to him. They are designed, um, or they are allowed, or they are permitted in a fallen world, because it helps us to turn our thoughts back to him. Not because necessarily we have caused them by ourselves or because it's a judgment on us, um, but it is there to help us to understand that we need to look back to the Lord. So as we go through Amos chapter 4, I mean, for example, it says here, uh, hear this word, ye kind of Bashan, that are in the mountain of Samaria, which oppress the poor, which crush the needy, which say to the masters, let us bring drink. Um, the Lord God hath sworn by his holiness that lo, the day shall come upon you, that he will take you away with hooks and your posterity with fish hooks. Um, so he's saying that there are judgments to come. Uh, and he's saying it because as a nation, uh, specifically um, these, this kingdom of Israel uh, is oppressing the poor, it's crushing the needy, it's it's not doing what the Lord has asked. It's not listened to their prophets. They have had multiple prophets with multiple generations warning them and just testifying to them to, to turn back. Um, and whilst, you know, over the generations, you know, they haven't been great. Let's face it. We've talked often about how the kingdom of Israel has needed to change and improve. Uh, when even when, right back to the time of the judges. Um, but even then there was, you know, times that where they did listen to the judges and there was uh, prosperity uh, because they were starting to listen but then they went back through that cycle the cycle isn't happening here they are stuck in this iniquity wickedness not changing uh, mentality now um, and the Lord therefore has allowed and will allow uh, bad things to happen uh, in verse 6, he says, And I have also given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities, and want of bread in all your places, yet ye have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. By the way, uh, this cleanness of teeth um, phrase I found was was interesting. Um, it is linked to Jeremiah 52, 6, that says, And in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the famine, the famine was sore in the city, so that there was no people for the bread, bread of the land. Um I have tried to look it up uh, and link it to the Hebrew word, but it just points towards clean teeth uh, or clean ivories um, um, still. So there's not much 
um, have found much on, on what that means. But I presume it just means that your teeth are clean because it's not been they've not been used to eat anything. So, you know, famine, lack of food is there, but they've not returned back to him. And all the way through uh, this chapter, we have different things that have been allowed to happen to the kingdom of Israel. Withhold and rain from you uh, in verse seven. Uh, in verse eight, so two or three cities wandered in, unto one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet ye have not returned to me, saith the Lord. Then in verse nine, I have smitten you with blasting and milled you. When your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased and the palmer worm devoured them, yet ye have not returned to me, saith the Lord. In the next verse, we have another uh, affliction that happened um, of pestilence. And then it ends with, yet ye have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Um, in verse 11, I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and you as a firebrand plucked out of the, plucked out of the burning. So, you know, the Lord has saved them from this burning like a firebrand, yet ye have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. We've got a, a whole host of verses there where he mentions a number of afflictions that have happened to this nation, um, but they've not returned unto him. Um, and so he he is warning them that, that this is going to lead uh, to a problem, that this is going to lead to a, a situation uh, where they are not going to be able to come back uh, and that they're going to have to wait a long time for, to be able to be gathered again. Uh, and we know, of course, that this is ultimately what happens. Uh, we, of course, have the uh, the fortunate nature of having uh, f um, the opportunity to look back at this event rather than be looking forward and being told it's going to happen but not seeing it yet. Uh, in verse, uh, chapter 5, will then continue uh, and it's got here some specific things about how uh, the Lord can help them and even now at this time um, there is that possibility in Amos chapter 5 verse 4 it says for thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel seek ye me and ye shall live um, and then in verse 6 seek the Lord and ye shall live um, and in verse 8, seek him and maketh the seven stars and Orion and the turning of the shadow of death in the morning and make the day dark with the night that calleth for the waters of the sea and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. It's referring to the power of the Lord, how he can help them. He will support them even, even in the midst of all the trials that are coming. He can save them and, um, and stop the oncoming things that are going to happen. Their current situation um, is that they're not doing this. In verse 10, it says, They hate him that rebuketh in the gate, and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. Um, President Ezra Taft Benson says this, quote, The proud do not receive counsel or correction easily. Defensiveness is used by them to justify and rationalize their frailties and failures. The proud depend upon the world to tell them whether they have value or not. Their self-esteem is determined by whether they are judged to be, um, by where they are judged to be on the ladders of worldly success. They feel worthwhile as individuals if the numbers beneath them in achievement, talent, beauty, or intellect are large enough. Pride is ugly, it says. If you succeed, I am a failure. If we love God, do his will, and fear his judgments more than men's, we will have self-esteem. Close quote. And I wonder where we are, uh, all of us, on, on that description by President Ezra Taft Benson. Because I think that sometimes in our lives, we do look to the world. We look at where we are in our positions in work. We look at how well our family is doing even. We look at, um, you know, how um, 
what connections we have with others at church, perhaps. We, we, we look at all these things, but do we often look and ponder and take time to pray and reflect on the Lord and how he feels about us? Um, are we making sure that we're making the choices to make sure that he can be um, pleased with what we do? Not because we're perfect, not because we are keeping every single commandment exactly how he wants us to, because we are human, we will make mistakes. But the point is that we need to be making sure we are then having faith, trying to repent of those things and returning regularly to him at the sacrament table to renew our covenants to try again and make changes. That's the key as well, is changing over time. Um, If we're not changing and things are staying the same or getting worse, then we need to do something about it. Um, Speak to someone if we need to. Um, And the Lord will see that we are making those choices to to change and seeking him in order to do it. Uh, It continues in verses 14 and 15, seek good uh, and not evil that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts shall be with you as ye have spoken. Hate the evil and love the good and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord, God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnants of Joseph. Um, judgment um is part of you know is part of the plan of salvation and it is something that sounds scary but actually it should be something that brings us peace because you know how many times do we talk about how it's unfair that certain people in the world get to do certain things despite what they have done well once judgment is able to happen that won't be the case but of course we need to we sometimes worry about judgment because we do things wrong as well But remember that we have the Saviour, we have his gospel, and we understand and know that if we love him and we believe in him, that he can help to cleanse and remove the need for judgment for what we do. Not because it's a get out of free free jail card, but because he loved us so much to do what he did. And he has just said to follow him, and he will make all things right. The Saviour is is just that. He is a Saviour. He is a Redeemer. And he can help us to do those things. I'm going to leave it there for today. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode. Thank you for spending your time with us. Please, as always, share your thoughts on the study on the Facebook group. uh, And you can always uh, email session at gmail.com with your feedback too. Thank you so much for your time. And until we meet again.